0: Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Kesey, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York, as we get you set for the final weekend of men's ECAC hockey action. And it's... uh, Scramble for the uh, home ice first in the first round of the tournament. Uh, A couple weekends ago, Union was in line for a shot at home ice in the first round, and maybe even a possible first round bye. But an 0-3-1 record later, and the Dutchmen find themselves desperately trying to get in that home ice slot for the first round. Right now, they're not. Uh, the Dutchman tied with St. Lawrence with 22 points in ninth place. Uh, both teams were a point behind Brown and Princeton. Those teams occupy the final two home ice slots at the moment. Uh, Union will be home this weekend. They'll host Harvard Friday night and then Dartmouth on Saturday uh, for the final weekend. And the seniors will be senior night uh, Saturday after the game against Dartmouth. And the seniors obviously you know playing the last regular season of home games uh, this season and they want uh, at least two more home games next weekend. It's going to be a tough situation. Uh, like I said, Union's playing Harvard, a team uh, with 40 points, and they will be uh, having a first-round bye. Uh, Dutchmen really need a lot of help. They, they, they need to win both games uh, this weekend to have a shot. St. Lawrence and Brown play each other Friday night, so that will be interesting. Uh, what's really fascinating this weekend is princeton has to play three games over the weekend uh they got colgate and cornell coming to hobie baker rink this weekend and then they play a late sunday afternoon game against harvard a game that's a makeup game from a, a contest that was postponed earlier in the season because of uh uh COVID protocols uh here's a, this, a simple thing right for union right now if they lose uh, friday night against harvard and then uh, both Brown and Princeton win. You can forget about home ice. So Saturday's game will be more about positioning for where they'll go next weekend. But Union I mean, they still have a shot. It's at one point back. Uh, yeah, Brown. It's not, not an easy road to go to Saint Lawrence. We know that. And so Union's got to they got to play well. They I mean they they did not really play well. Um, they they will have a couple they had a one goal loss at Yale on Friday and it was a 2-2 tie and lost in the shootout to Brown on Saturday so it's going to be an interesting race I mean Union can still finish last uh, Yale is right now in last place three points in back of Union and Yale has a tiebreaker if uh, Union and uh, Yale end up tied for the season Yale has uh, f- uh, five points to one edge over Union so and yeah Dartmouth coming in there they've been on a bit of a roll so uh, they're just two points back. Dartmouth is in eleventh place in the league, so they, I mean Union, like I said, there's there's still a possibility, but there's a lot going going on, and then if, if Friday night could really dictate what happens as far as uh, playoff seating. Well, um, earlier this week, uh, Union had its media availability, and we I talked with uh, head coach John Ronan about. Uh, The possibilities this weekend of trying to get home ice and um, the final games for the home games, the regular season, for the five seniors that are on the team. John, this is the uh, last home games of the regular season for the team. Also could be the last home games of the season, period, if uh, you don't get a home ice. How critical is this weekend now since you've lost control of your own destiny?
1: yeah it's it is a big weekend. It's you know obviously we've got two tough opponents coming to town. Um, but again, you know we're just focusing on playing the right way, having a consistent effort for sixty minutes, and just building our habits. You
0: know, your your point out of that last home ice spot when I was Brown and St Lawrence ended up playing each other Friday night. you got a tough opponent at Harvard. Uh, what do you had to do to to beat them?
1: Yeah, they're uh, they're a really dynamic team. You know, they're they can score in bunches. Excellent power play. We have to be detailed without the puck. Hard to play against. To be physical. We have to be smart. Um, you know, and when we get the opportunity, we have to we have to cash in. I think we've taken a big step offensively in creating scoring chances. Now it's the time where we have to start burying those chances.
0: For the seniors, uh, for what they've gone through the last couple of years, not playing last year. Uh, and be able to come back this year what what do you have to say about their effort their you know performance I
1: you know what I have so much admiration for those those guys as people uh, as people they're they're a great group of kids fun to work with fun to see around the rink every single day obviously their resiliency is you know <laughs> among the best in the country I'd say just dealing with the stuff they've had to deal with over the past few years and you know if I've been honored, been proud to, to be a part of their journey throughout their college career. And, you know, this is, this is a special weekend for them.
0: Yeah, especially with you know, everything, you know, the COVID situation, just to, to, how much admiration do you have for them to be able to, just to you know, work through last year, not, not playing, not get frustrated, and, you know, to be able to come back?
1: Yeah, it's, you know what, I, I look at Josh and Brandon as guys who decided to come back for a fifth year. And, you know, on our side of things, for them to do that, it's huge, and, you know, they're all great hockey players, but they're A-plus people, and those relationships and the bonds that we forged over the past four or five years have been special, and I, my hat's off to them.
0: You CEO on Saturday, and I'm looking ahead to Saturday with the uh, return of Jason Tapp here. Uh, you worked with him versus a volunteer under Rick, and then when you came back as a full-time uh, what memories do you have of, of Jason? And what's going to be? I mean, I know you did face him back up at Dartmouth, yeah. but for him to come back here, what's going to be
1: like? Do you think? Yeah, it's you know what this is. You know, it's a it's a probably a special weekend for Jason too. You know, who was involved in coaching and recruiting these guys for for two three years, some of them. And you know, and my personal relationship with Jason, he's a friend. You know, I I love him, his family, incredible people, and you know, it's always good to see him.
0: What memories do you have with with him? Any special
1: ones? So many. Uh, it's you know, obviously, you know, when I broke into coaching, you know, having the opportunity to work with Jason and Joe in that office and you know that whole championship season, you know, it's would hit Chinese buffets when we're on the road, things like that. So you know, he, he's a fun guy, great personality. We laughed a lot when we were when we were together. know uh, 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 sure, in
0: this weekend obviously you get
2: Harvard a team. They beat you pretty handily first time around on the road. You get them back here. Uh, is there anything you see maybe from that matchup or what you've seen from them that you can maybe try and exploit with these guys?
1: Yeah, it's, you know what, they're a solid team top to bottom, you know, from the net out. Um, in terms of things to exploit, uh, you know, just looking back at the previous game when we played them, you know, we, we weren't ready to go the first period, and I think that ultimately caught us in the end. I thought we woke up for the second and third period. But when you play a, a good team like that, it's a 60-minute, 60 65-minute, I and mean, a shootout effort is needed. So that's our focus. You know, our, we just have to be consistent in everything we do for the entire game.
2: Correct me if I'm wrong, that first Harvard meeting didn't they have? They did have that big first period, and then from yep. there you basically were evened up. Yeah. There's yep. something you say to the guys. Listen, like we just put one more period together, and we're right there with these guys, and this is you know one of the better teams.
1: The yeah, I, it's you know what? That's uh, I think that's probably our biggest. Point of emphasis right now is that consistency throughout a game, and we've, we've lived it a couple times this year. Where you know if we took one period off, the other periods were good, but it wasn't just it just wasn't enough. So you know it's uh, I'm sure that'll be mentioned Friday night that you know we have to come out from the puck drop at 7 p.m. right until the very end, and you know if, <laughs> if we're not consistent, then it's it's going to make it hard. Four of the five Union
0: seniors are defensemen. They are Brandon Estes, Ryan Sidorski, Fletcher Feynman, and Michael Ryan. The one forward is Josh Kosak, the team captain. Kosak and Estes were at Union's media availability, along with sophomore forward, Billy Emanen. Guys, this is going to be your last regular season of home games of the weekend, and possibly uh, for Josh and uh, Brandon, your careers. I mean, how important is it? You're still in the hunt for that home ice slot in the first round, so how important is this weekend in trying to... Try to
3: play two more at least two more home games yeah it's huge we see how much different we play on home ice and um, you know the past couple of weeks we haven't really got the results we wanted um, I do think there's a lot of positives out of the past couple of weeks um, and our main focus albeit being senior week and our main focus is trying to rack in some points and um, you know hopefully get first or home ice in the first round
2: Brandon,
3: uh, yeah home <laughs> ice is super important um, uh, obviously, the atmosphere is something that uh, you really take into account during a game, and it, it helps your momentum, and it's something that for a game like playoffs and how it's played, it, it's it's a huge um, stepping stone for going in the right direction. I
0: mean, how disappointed are you guys? I mean, two weeks ago you were in control of your destiny, and now you're fighting for, fighting for this. I mean, how disappointing is that I mean, for all three of you guys?
3: Yeah, uh, it's tough. Like I said, we haven't got the results we wanted. I do think we've been playing... Good hockey. At sometimes it's just um, you know an emphasis on um, putting 60 minutes together. Obviously the Colgate game, you know, two games this weekend we gave up goals in the last minute of the period or the start of the period. Um, you know, we really shot ourselves in the foot. So um, you know, the past couple of weeks just showed us the importance of the small details, playing a full 60. Um, and you know, like you said, we still have a, a good shot to to get home ice. So hopefully we can put together some some wins this weekend. Yeah, hockey is definitely a cruel game. Like, one time you're feeling around the top of the world, and then you stream together four losses, and uh, then you have to battle again. So, we definitely want to want that home ice. And uh, I keep hearing from the guys that home ice playoff
0: games are like nothing like it. So, I definitely want that. For Josh and Brandon, obviously, senior year and senior night be Saturday night. For, for what you have guys going through the last couple of years, not playing last year and coming back and, you know, being able to play this year, how much more appreciative are you of hockey and being able to, to play?
3: Yeah, no, last year definitely, definitely put things into perspective. Um, you know, so just try to be uh, thankful and grateful for every opportunity we got, um, the past four plus years. And, um, you know, it's been, uh, it's been quite the journey. So, um, yeah, just hoping for a, a fun weekend with uh, with friends and family. Yeah, I mean, I think Josh said it pretty well. Um, you know, it, it, it's not something a lot of people get to do, uh, so just having the opportunity for it is amazing in itself.
0: I mean, did you ever think with what happened last year that you would even have seen
3: anything? <laughs> Definitely not. Now we saw, whatever, seven of our classmates not get there, so um, you know we're the only two out of that out of that group to. To be able to do it, and you know, like I said, we're very thankful for it.
0: Jason Tapp goes back on uh, Saturday. I know you faced him up there at Dartmouth, but what it's gonna be like to see him back behind the bench in Mesa Rink? Ah, I mean,
3: probably say hi to him in the lobby, but it's not like he's really playing the game just behind the bench, so not really look look too much into it. Um, obviously, he's a familiar face around here, um, but yeah, like it, I don't know. Don't really put too much thought into it.
0: I talked to him today. So he's going to stick around for the senior night presentation.
3: So. Yeah, that, that would be a, a nice gesture of his. and you know, We got to spend three years with him. I don't think Philly really knows him. But, um, yeah, no, it's pretty ironic that we're playing him uh, on senior night. Uh, guys, I was just wondering about this
2: weekend, obviously that first matchup with Harvard. You guys had a tough start to that game for a tough first period, but then you really kind of hung with them. Uh, through the rest of that game? Is that just an emphasis coming to this? It's like, hey, look, we could just get out to a fast start. We have a chance here to, to kind of, you know, potentially knock these guys
3: off. Yeah, um, I mean, we play with, uh, you know, like QPAC, Cornell, some of the best teams in our league. Um, you know, we know we we can do when we play a full game. And, you know, Harvard's got, you know, a couple, couple Olympians, a lot of high draft picks. Um, but if we play our game, like we saw the second or the last 40 minutes of that game, um, you know, hopefully we can get a good result.
0: Phil you had a uh, first two goal game of your college career the, uh, last Saturday. Hey, how important was that for your confidence?
3: It definitely feels good to contribute for the team, but it takes away so much from the experience when you when you're losing those games. Like it's just like if I did it if I did this for myself, i would have played play tennis. Like it's a team game. We want to
0: be a team. What do these guys mean? Did all these seniors mean to you.
3: I've these like seniors are like my leaders. Like I take I take it really like personally to like try to make these experiences as best it could be. I don't know how to how to, like, put it words, but I just want to battle.
0: I had a chance to speak with former Union Associate Head Coach and current Dartmouth Associate Head Coach Jason Tapp. We discussed his interest about the possibility of being a candidate for the head coaching position at Union College. You'll hear some of that interview next, here on the Parting Shots Podcast. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late inning rally? A game winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late night bus ride home after a hard fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school. Plus, all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can. To keep those cherished school sports memories
1: alive, this message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association.
0: Hi, this is RPI men's hockey coach Dave Smith, and you are listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette back associate to sports, sports we're focusing editor and Ken on Ken uh, Union College hockey and uh, ECAC hockey uh, this weekend. Dartmouth, as I said, comes to uh, rake on Saturday, and that marks the return of Jason Tapp to uh, the Dutchman uh, facility. Uh, Tapp was an assistant and then later associate head coach under Rick Bennett for nine seasons, was part of that uh, 2012 team that went to the Frozen Four and the 2014 team that won it all down in Philadelphia. Uh, Tapp left the Union at the end of the 2019-20 season to join Reed Cashman's staff at Dartmouth, Dartmouth sat out last season, so this is the first year Tap has had a chance to be an associate head coach uh, behind the bench with the Big Green. And, of course, with uh, Bennett's resignation on January 28th, that uh, opened the door for a lot of uh, potential candidates, including Tap, who I spoke with on Tuesday, and we discussed that as well as his return to uh, Messer Rink. Uh, okay. What... what um What's your feeling like when you come back on Saturday to to mess the rink? What's it going to be like, the feelings and all that?
4: I uh, have probably mixed emotions to be honest. You know, I've, I'm excited because it's senior night for those guys, and I have relationships with with those seniors, and I've known them for you know four, five, six years. Some of those kids during the recruiting process, and uh, there are times at Union, so I'm, I'm I'm really excited to be be back to to see that and I'm going to stick around after and watch senior night, and, um, you know, see some of the parents and, and that stuff. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. And, you know, it's it's going to be different for sure, being on the opposite bench and being back in MESA rink and, and those things. So um, I, would, I would say mixed emotions.
0: How about the fact that, you know, Rick Bennett won't be behind the union bench? I know you, they, you, guys, you guys played him up there at Dartmouth, but to walk into MESA, Walk across the ice and not see Rick behind the bench. What that thinks? What do you think that's going to be like?
4: Yeah, weird for sure. Um, you know, uh, sad to be honest. I know how much he gave to that program and how much he cared about the program and all he sacrificed for the for the years that we were together and not see him there and in coaching. It's, it's it's going to be difficult for sure. Uh, Rick's been a great friend and a mentor. And, you know it's gonna it's gonna be hard for sure not to not to be able to coach against them and um, and see them I was certainly looking forward to that this year that challenge and um, so
0: it's definitely gonna be rare I mean have you had a chance to talk with Rick at all um, since' his uh, resignation yeah. yeah yeah I have we've packed a few
4: times're actually gonna get get together when uh, we're out there and, and go grab a coffee together and chat and catch up so yeah um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'll get to see him while, uh, while I'm
0: out there. So it's nice. And I have to ask the obvious question. I mean, your name's being floated around. Uh, uh, obviously, with your ties to Union and a uh, chance to be head coach, I have have you applied for you? Have, have they talked to you about it at all?
4: I have not applied, um, and it's it's not for for lack of interest. Obviously, Union's a a great place, and I have fond memories, and it's a great academic institution, and um, you work with good people. Um, and now with the chance of scholarships coming up and a uh, possibility of a new rank obviously it's a very attractive job. There'll be a ton of qualified applicants. Um, it's a really good job. Um, I just haven't, just because we're trying to build something here, and our seniors have been invested, and our team's been invested in, in what we're trying to build, and I didn't think it was fair. Um, I certainly, I do have interest, and obviously I'd love the opportunity to, to interview for the job. But I didn't think it was fair to our group of all they've sacrificed, and it's been a challenging year for us um, to be half in, half out uh, while our season's going going on. And so, with with everything that they've they've done for us for our group, now that that might put me behind the eight ball for, for the union job, and, and I'm okay with that. Um, you know, I think that's just, that's what I value, and um, you know, our team right now is, is battling. The Won a few games here and we feel pretty good, and those guys are, have been committed to what we're trying to build. So uh, I didn't think it was fair for me to try to be one foot out the door.
0: Okay, so you won't you won't apply for it then at this point? Is that what I'm getting? Or
4: I, I, I like I said I have interest in it. I certainly like I said that's a road I'll go. I'll try to go down. Um You know, I'm, I'm sure I, like I said that uh, they they. Uh, They'll have plenty of applicants, so um, yeah, it's certainly something I'm interested in for sure. Yeah, so I just have not, I have not applied at this moment right now.
0: Cashman, who was a star defenseman at Quinnipiac from 2003 to 2007, talked about Tapp and how he got to know him.
5: Yeah, well, I've known I've known Jason for uh, quite a while just because Joe Dume. I played three years with Joe, mm-hmm. and he was my roommate for for two of those three years, um, and one of my one of my good friends, and so. When I got back to coaching at Quinnipiac as an assistant, um, Joe was at UConn, and then when he went to Union, this when we played Union we always caught up and then, and then Tapper was on that staff as well. And so I knew him through Joe a little bit and then um, always admired Union's program from afar because I think they did more with less than just about anybody in the country. Um, and so when I got this job, uh, I started looking around to, to people who would, could have an impact on um, kind of some of our challenges at Dartmouth as an Ivy League school and uh, some people that have had success in the league and, and I'd only had success at one place, at Quinnipiac. And, um, so all those things kind of aligned between my relationship with Joe and kind of getting me in contact with Jason leading up to it. And then we didn't – I didn't talk to Jason for four years when I was gone from college hockey, so I wouldn't say we were friends sure. – um, but we definitely knew each other, and then so when I came back and um, gauged his interests, he was ready for a new challenge, and we are extremely, extremely fortunate to have him on our staff.
0: How much did the uh, not playing last year help you develop a, a more of a relationship with him?
5: It was it was, it was huge for our, for us, and for him and I in particular, um, because not only did not having the season, but we couldn't recruit. <laughs> so you know, normally. Like this year, he's he's on the road all the time. You know, um, he's just a tireless recruiter. And um, but because we couldn't go on the road, we were we were in the office a lot together, and we were talking recruiting, and talking coaching, and talking how, how do we want our, how do we want Dartmouth hockey to play? Um, and and again, because of some of the restrictions with how we could skate last year, we weren't doing anything. Team it was all development, skill development. So him and I got to spend a lot of time together talking about what our vision for Dartmouth is and how and how are we going to get to that vision and kind of set us up for for this year when we can finally get on the road and recruit and we can start to coach our team and kind of what our you know our, our outlook is the next two three years to get to where we want to be.
0: Can you see him down the road being a head coach?
5: yeah I think, I think it's, it's crazy that he, he won't be um, you know he's uh, his work ethic um, how good he is with relationship with the players. Um, how prepared he is to have a plan. I think the big thing that that I'm learning. I don't know if anybody told me that, but you just gotta have a plan with with what you're doing within your program, with as far as recruiting, as far as coaching, as far as developing. And um, I believe on Jason really hard for that. Like, um, so he he has that in him already. And so, and then you look at success and. You know, part of why I got this job is success at Quinnipiac and Hershey and Washington. And um, you can't talk about Union success without talking about Jason Tapp. You can talk about other guys, but you can't leave him out of the conversation. And uh, it's going to be the same thing here in a couple of years when, when we get this thing rolling up here. You won't be able to talk about Dartmouth success without talking about Dartmouth, or uh, Jason Tapp.
0: Yeah. I mean,. And that will do it for this edition of the Parting Shots podcast, focusing on college hockey. Uh, Thank you for listening. And I will have post-game podcasts after the games against Harvard on Friday and Dartmouth on Saturday. So uh, give it a listen. I appreciate that you do. Uh, If you have any questions or comments about the podcast or questions about Union College Hockey or college hockey in general, you can email me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. Follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of Gazette newspapers. I am Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good hockey.